about worshiping an ordinary God. Come on, lift up the name of Jesus.
Brother Looper the other night. I said, Brother Looper, we need a bigger church just for the shouters. I mean, because if there's nothing else, give everybody room. But let me say again, isn't God good? Isn't God good all the time? Hallelujah. Thank God for the message we heard this morning. Thank God for what He's going to do for us tonight. I want to welcome all of our guests that's here tonight. Amy and Dale, we're glad y'all are in church with us tonight. Hallelujah. God has done us nothing but good, and we come to worship and praise Him. We want to pray for Sister Myers and Sister Griffin. We want to pray for Pat, John Ross, Nicole Quillen, Jean, Sister Jean, sick tonight. We'll remember her. And Glory Guerrero and Sister Hernandez. We want to remember all that are sick, not able to be here. And ask God to have His way in this service here tonight. Let's love Him, church. God, we love you. We praise you. We thank you, Lord. Thank you for your many blessings. Let's continue to have good church. Glory.
time. Come on, if you would. Let's continue to worship and praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. There's not a night that's too dark. 
Hallelujah. If anybody's excited about that great getting up morning, why don't you give God some praise tonight? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. What a day that will be. Amen, amen, amen. The Bible is talking about the end of the world, the second coming of Christ, and all the things that's going to happen and all the things that's going to take place. Fear grips the hearts of people. Amen. But the Bible tells us to comfort one another with these words. He's coming back for His church. Amen. It's not a day that we should dread. It's not a time that we should fear. Oh, what a day it's going to be. When my Jesus I shall see. When I look upon His face. Oh, hallelujah. If there's anything, if there's anything we ought to shout and rejoice and praise God about, it's about talking about Him coming back for His people. Him coming back for His church. Oh, heaven's going to be wonderful. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God, praise God. It's good to see everyone that's in the house of the Lord tonight. Amen. We're going to baptize Brother Gunner and Brother Cason a little later on in the service. Amen. And we're excited about that. Glad to have his grandparents here with us tonight, Cason's grandparents. So glad to have Gunner's family here. And I am so thankful for what God is doing in this family. Amen. I'm excited about what God is doing. Praise God. Praise God. Don't forget, following service, we'll have food and fellowship over in the gym. Everything is free. If you would like to give a donation, you can, but there is no charge for the food. We want our guests to come. If you have a guest, you go to the front of the line. Our guests go to the front of the line. And uh, we're working with a little, little less than normal on Sunday night, so we got enough food over there to feed everybody and probably to feed everybody twice. So come over, have a great time of fellowship and uh, food after church. We're so thankful. How many enjoyed the Word of God this morning? Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Brother Blakely, for the Word of the Lord. It is an honor and a privilege of ours to have Brother and Sister Blakely here with us. Amen. Great friends of ours, great preachers doing a great work of God, and also a cousin of ours, and we're so thankful for that and proud of that, and glad that he is our friend. Glad that they're here tonight, looking forward to the Word of the Lord. Why don't we give the Lord a hand clap of praise as Brother Blakely comes. Everybody say glory. And it feels good in here tonight. I had really hoped that we would have a regular Sealsby Sunday night service and I wouldn't have to preach tonight. Amen. I told Brother Looper, I said, man, if I get started, let him go. He said, not tonight. Amen. We are so delighted to be here. Amen. Appreciate the Spirit of the Lord that we have felt thus far. Amen. Good to see everybody here. 
Good to see my cousin Claudia. Amen. Good to see you. And Randy here tonight. Amen. Good to see you again, Randy. Amen. I, I, I'm going to tell you, I got, I got two, a confession to make. Amen. I falsely accused my wife this morning. She said, I want you to get up and tell them that you're old and blind because my handkerchief was in my luggage. Amen. And I paid Brother Looper back. But worse than that, the Holy Ghost was moving this morning. I didn't even see Sister Claudia. And uh, Brother Looper said, you know, Claudia's here. He said, why don't you pray for her? I said, well, great. He said, she's right over here. And I walked over there, and I, I walked straight up to a lady, and I thought, well, that's not Claudia. <laughs> and I looked around, and finally Brother Looper comes like, there she is, silly, right there. Amen. So I guess I am getting a little old and blind. Amen. I don't know about you, but I come to have church tonight. Amen. 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 We sure give honor to your good pastor and his wife. Thank you for the meals and accommodations. Man, everything. I, you love coming to Seals, but you don't want to leave. They treat you so good. Man, give honor to brother and sister Duplessy. Love them very much. Amen. I, I don't know about you, but I, I just want to obey the Holy Ghost tonight. What I am feeling tonight is totally 100% different than the direction that I went this morning, but I, I cannot get it off my spirit, so I know God must be wanting to talk to us tonight. I promise you I won't go as long as I went this morning. Amen. If you'll help me tonight. How many would help me? Amen. If you've got your Bible, I want to read one verse of Scripture and go right into the Word of the Lord tonight. In Genesis, the 25th chapter, and the 23rd, 22nd, 32nd verse. Amen. I need my glasses. And Esau said, Behold, I am at the point to die. Notice that. He said, I am at the point to die. And what profit shall this birthright do to me? I'm at the point to die. What good's it going to do me now? I want to talk to you for a few minutes tonight from this title, and that is Overcoming the Discomfort of Present Conditions. Overcoming the Discomfort of Present Conditions. Would you lift up your hands and ask the Holy Ghost to come down and touch us tonight in the name of Jesus We love you. We thank you tonight, God. We ask you to let the Spirit of the Lord move in this service tonight. Let the Holy Ghost minister to us tonight. In Jesus' name, I give you the praise. I give you the honor. In the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord. Give the Lord a good hand clap of praise. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. God bless you. You can be seated. Overcoming the discomfort of present conditions. You know, it's, it's easy sometimes to talk about how God has brought you through things and how God held your hand 
during the trial and how God ministered to you during the trial. Amen. Sometimes it's even, even, even easy to talk about what we will do if we were in that trial. But brother, I want to tell you, when you're in the midst of the t- trial and you're facing the trial, it is a, a different story. I, I believe tonight, and I believe this with all my heart, that living for God is the most happy life on the face of the earth. Brother, it, it has been the best thing that's ever happened to Mike Blakely. Amen. When I started out living for God, amen, was born again of the water and of the Spirit. Amen. I laid my burden of sin down and, and chains were broke from my life. I thank God for that. I don't want to ever take it for granted. Amen. The blessings, amen, of living for God. I was talking to Brother Brother Eddie a while ago, and, and uh, he was telling me about the miracle, how God raised him up practically from the dead. He said, I don't, I don't have any murmurs, any complaints. God's been good to me. That's the way I feel tonight. Amen. Living for God has been a blessing to me. Amen. It, it's been wonderful watching over the last 28 years, and even before that, evangelizing, watching Lives put back together, watching marriages be put back together, watching lives restored and brand new lives coming into the kingdom of God and being filled with the Holy Ghost. There's nothing like it. There's nothing like, amen, living for God. But I believe tonight we need some understanding. And uh, we got on this subject today at dinner and, and me feeling, I knew what I was feeling in my spirit Amen. But we need to understand that that even though sometimes we come in here on Sunday nights and, man, we can just about swing from these chandeliers. The power of God is so strong. The emotion is so high. There's so much strength and power in the service that that uh, sometimes we, we can forget. And we can forget that that life is still life. Amen. And Murphy's Law... Even though we come in here, Brother Duplessis, and we feel that power when we walk out these doors, Murphy's Law is still in effect. The Bible still says that man born of woman is few days and full of trouble. And though this is the best life on the face of the earth, I, I want to tell you tonight, and I, I want to warn you tonight, that, that we're not problem free. And I think you figured that out by now. We're not trial free. We're not exempt from problems and and uh, trouble in life. I'm glad that Jesus said, he said, I come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Brother, I found out that even right in the midst of a trial, amen, you can experience life and happiness and peace right in the midst of the most painful time of your life. That's what separates us from the world. Amen. Is a good spirit of God that comforts us when we're down. The Bible said that He is not slack concerning His promises. But you know, I've seen it since I've been living for God. I've experienced it. I've watched it in others, in other people. I've watched people over the years that, that brother, they, they dotted every I and they crossed every T. And they lived right. And, and they done right. And 
They were obedient to the Word of God and the Spirit of God. They were faithful in their giving. They were faithful to church, faithful with their, faithful with their support to the church. Amen. But, but then to see painful crisis come to their life, see things that, that's just hard to understand, why them? Why a person that has done right? Why a person that has lived it to the teeth? Why are they facing such trouble? Amen. Time to time. I'm sorry to tell you tonight, and I'm not trying to depress you. I hope I can lift you up before we leave here tonight. But I'm here to tell you that sometimes bad things happen to good people. Sometimes good people have to walk through very hurtful situations. We're not exempt. We're not exempt from crisis. We're not exempt from COVID-19. We're not exempt from the pandemic. Amen. I, I, I thought about, I've seen good people that were good managers file bankruptcy. Amen. Because life changed on them. Situations changed in their life. Amen. And they had to go to a bankruptcy court. I, I've seen people that good, good companions that were faithful to their companions and I've I've seen their companions walk off and leave them when they were doing right and trying to do the best that they could do to be a good companion. Brother, you look at it and it's hard to, it's hard to understand why somebody would have to go through divorce that didn't want divorce. Why somebody would have to face pain that did not, uh, did not really, they were really innocent in the deal. Amen. You know, I found out a long time ago the, that, you know, we can, we can self-inflict a lot of pain in our life. And, and God can send us little trials to, to prick us. And, and I'm thankful that He does that. Amen. That He does prick us and He gets us back in line. And then there are times when, when other people's bad decisions can cause us pain. There's times when... People just simply make the bad, a bad decision and it affects everybody around them. Well, glory. Hallelujah. I will tell you something. Life can bid you some very uncomfortable circumstances. It can bid you some uncomfortable conditions. But as uncomfortable as pain is, believe it or not, pain can teach us how to possess more joy and more happiness in the future. The things that we suffer, the Bible said that Jesus learned obedience to the cross by the things that He suffered, by the pain that He experienced on earth. It got Him ready. It got Him willing to go to the cross and allow them to drive the nails in his hands and in his feet and put the crown of thorns in his brow. First Peter 5 and 6, the Bible says, Humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him for he careth for you. Oh, I feel like telling somebody tonight, if you are in this place tonight and you are right in the midst of a red hot trial, let me tell you something. God wants to draw so close to you tonight. 
God wants to minister to you tonight. God wants to help pick up that pain and take care of that hurt for you tonight. You know, I've experienced a few trials in life. I've experienced some fiery trials in the last several years. And, and uh, brother, I'm going to tell you, they were hard, and they were hard to take. And, and I'm telling you, Brother Duplicity, it was, it was some of it felt unbearable. But you know what? In those unbearable situations, I could make my way to a place of prayer at the church. And I could crawl up under a pew somewhere and begin to pour my heart out to the Lord. And the Spirit of the Lord, right in the midst of that trial, right in the midst of the fire, right in the midst of the heat, He would come down and He would begin to minister to me and He would pick me up and I could feel that joy of the Holy Ghost and that happiness of the Holy Ghost right in the midst of circumstances that that look like hell to me. Hallelujah. Oh, I want to tell you tonight, cast your care upon the Lord. The Lord cares about you. Amen. The Lord cares about you. I feel like telling somebody tonight, God wants to give you your joy back. God wants to put that dance back in your feet. God wants to... The devil's telling you, well, it's over for you, but it ain't over. The Holy Ghost is in your corner. God's still fighting your battles. I know you're hurting. I know you're feeling pain. God knows you're feeling pain. But I'm telling you, He's on your side. He's going to help you. He's going to pick you up when you feel that you're in your lowest point. First Peter 5 and 8. The Bible said, be sober. Be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. Whom resist. Everybody say Resist. Whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. Did you hear that? Somebody said, man, here I am living for God, and I'm doing right, and I'm going through all these trials. Guess what? If you was out smoking dope and drinking whiskey, you'd still be enduring trials because life's life. It don't matter whether you're in the church or whether you're out of the church. But thank God to us that are in the church, we have a source of power. We have a source of comfort. We have a God that we can go through and go to in a time of trouble. Brother, when the world don't know what to do, they go find a pill. They go find a psychiatrist. When we don't know what to do, we just shout under the anointing of the Holy Ghost. We go find a place of prayer and pray till we talk in tongues. Pray till the Holy Ghost moves. Brother, I'm telling you, that's the best pain reliever I know. But the God of all grace who hath called us unto the his eternal glory by Christ Jesus. Notice what it says. It says, After that ye have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. What, what, what done that? It said suffering will help make you perfect. 
Suffering will establish you. Suffering will strengthen and settle you. Ah, but preacher, I don't like this pain. I don't like what I'm feeling. I don't like it either. But it's part of life. You're going to experience it from time to time. And I can't take it from you. And your pastor can't take it from you. Because it's part of life. But I'll tell you what we can do. We, we know what to do when the pain comes. We know what to do when the disappointment comes. We stay connected to the Spirit. We stay connected to the Word of God. Because our answer is in the Word of God. We come back to church intently listening for a word from God. When the man of God gets in the pulpit, we say, Lord, speak to me. Give me direction. How many, how many of you as a witness would, would say, hey, I remember times coming into this church not knowing what I was going to do. And Brother Looper walked to this pulpit and began to preach to me. And I left with joy in my spirit and new direction. Somebody, somebody quoted, they said, Wisdom is nothing more than healed pain. Nothing more than healed pain. Somebody else quoted and said, Our most beautiful dreams come from our worst nightmares. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Brother, I'm going to tell you, Amen. I don't like the way that feels when I read it, but it's the truth. I want to tell you something. Some of the pain that I've suffered, some of the trials that I've went through, they have become my dearest friend. They have helped me. They have helped me to become a better overseer. They've helped me to become a better husband. It has knocked the judgment out of my spirit. Amen. It's helped me, I said. I want to tell you something. It don't feel good while it's happening. But when God looks, you know what? The trials that we go through, God is in, in control. God has not necessarily sent something to your life that is caused by somebody else. But God's got a way, amen, of looking and He says, I can block it or I can allow it. And there are times that God says, you know what? I can see where that would benefit old Mike Blakely to let him walk through that. And so through the wisdom of God, He chooses and He says, you're going to suffer a little while. But when you come through on the other side, you're going to be victorious. And you're going to be a better man. Are you going to be a better woman? Are you going to be a better church? Amen. I know. I didn't expect no shouting tonight when you talk about suffering. That can get plumb depressing. But I want to tell you, it's not the suffering and the pain that I want to focus on tonight. It's that powerful God that will pick you up and will carry you through life situations. It will carry you through anything that you face. Anything that, that's causing you to suffer. God's bigger than it is. Hallelujah. Pain will mature us. Pain will lead us. Well, hallelujah. Amen. 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 It'll bring you deeper into the presence of God. You know, we need, we need to learn that when we find ourselves, you know, I, it's amazing how quick it can happen. One day you're doing good and everything's fine and 
you're on top. And man, it just seems like can't nothing go wrong. And one phone call can turn your world upside down. One world can change your whole life. Has anybody ever had it to happen? Man, I'm talking about one phone call just, man, I mean, puts you in a tailspin and you wake up thinking, what on earth happened? How did this, how could this be possible that I'm standing right here today? Hallelujah. Well, you know, we need to be careful when we're walking through situations and we're feeling that pain and we're feeling that fire of the trial that that we don't allow our emotions to take over and, and cause us cause us to have the wrong attitude and the wrong spirit towards God and, and allow us, you know, if we're not careful, I've had some fiery trials to come to my mind. I've heard preachers say, I've never questioned God. Well, I don't have that testimony. I said, I don't have that testimony. There's been some trials that I'll be honest with you. I said, why, God? Why? I don't understand why. And if I would have allowed myself, Brother Looper, it would have been very easy to judge that situation wrong and not see the good in it. You know what? I was in a trial. Our whole family was in a trial a while back. And, man, I'm telling you, it was just like a spirit of depression was hanging over us. And you know what? It's just like the Lord give it to me. I was there praying, and I could just see, just like getting in an airplane and taking off through those clouds. And you know how you get through those dark clouds, and all of a sudden you're above the clouds. I told my family, I said, we got to get above these clouds and stay there. I said, we got to stay there. we got to live there. These clouds will always be there. But we got to get above the clouds. We got to get up where the sun is shining. You may be hurting today, and you may feel like I can't get out of this trial. You may not can in the flesh, but in the spirit, you can soar way higher than the trial. You can get up in peaceful clouds. But you can't get bitter. I thought about it. I may have told this story here, but I won't tell it again. A few years ago, I went in La Rosita's Mexican restaurant there in Greenbrier, Arkansas. And I walked in, and there was an artist painting a picture. Beautiful mural. And, and, and he was painting the owner. Uh, this, this, this Spanish man was holding a fantastic flower. And he painted their faces in this mural. And as I walked in, I was just in awe. I thought, man, that is beautiful. And, and I began to talk to this artist. And he looked at me and he said, you're a Pentecostal preacher. I said, how'd you know? He said, I just know. And we talked a little more. He said, you're a pastor. I said, How'd you know? He said, I just know. I thought, wow. The man had a beard down about to his belly button. Rough looking guy. Looked like he'd just been in a street fight. 
He said, hey, preacher, I want to show you something. Come outside with me. I thought, man, this guy may be fixing to rob me. I said, uh, he said, it's okay. He said, I just want to tell you something. He said, I used to be a Pentecost preacher just like you. I said, really? He said, come out here. I've got something to talk to you about. He said, preacher, he said, I want you to do me a favor. I want you to go back, and if you can, preach your church a message for me. And tell them that you met a fella that said it does not pay to get bitter. He said, I pastored a home mission church in Florida years ago. He said, we had about 30, 35 people coming. Everything was going great. He said, I had a beautiful wife, and I had a little eight-year-old boy. He said, we were so happy doing the work of God together. He says, and one day my little boy got sick. My wife took him to the doctor, and we come back with a report that he had leukemia. He said, preacher, I'm telling you, he said, I couldn't bear it. I love my boy so much. He said, I went on a lengthy fast, and I fasted for my son. I prayed. I sacrificed. I begged God. I pleaded with God. He said, preacher, God took my baby. He said, I I couldn't handle it. It was too much for me to bear. He said, "I I couldn't stand the pain. I could, I could just could not live with myself. He said, I got angry with God. I got bitter towards God. He said, I lost my congregation. He said, my wife got to the point she could no longer live with me. He says, I lost everything. Not only did I lose my God, and not only did I lose my boy, and I lost my wife, and I lost my church. He said, but I lost my soul in the process. He said, I lost everything. He said, come on, preacher, I want you to see what happens to a man that gets bitter over his pain, that gets bitter when God makes a decision for him. He walked over there and they had an old, it looked like in the 70s, an LTD, and there was rust on top of the the trunk, and he stuck a key in and opened that up, and there was an old dirty sleeping bag and an old pillow in there and a few changes of clothes. He said, right here, tears swell up in his eyes. He said, go back, preacher. Tell your people that not to get bitter. Tell your people it ain't worth it to get bitter when they go through a trial. Tell them to hold on to God no matter how hard it gets. I got to talking to him. This same man painted a mural on your daddy's wall there in Stuttgart. A duck picture on the wall. Amen. What are you trying to say tonight, Brother Blakely? I know sometimes it hurts. Brother Duplicy, sometimes it feels unbearable. But I want to tell you something. Our only hope when the pain comes, is to keep our hand in the Master's hand. Amen. Our only hope when the trial comes is to stay walking in the Spirit. Stay connected with God. We're just passing through this old world. 
This is a temporary thing. Hey, I'm telling you, eternity lasts forever. There ain't nothing worth losing your soul over. There ain't nothing worth getting mad at God over. God knows what He's doing. I know from time to time we, we lose loved ones with cancer. We lose loved ones with sickness. My mother, a few couple of years ago, had a massive stroke. Very witty woman, but she can't even talk today. Brother, I'm telling you, pain can be very hard. But you know what? I'm just thankful when I go see my mother. Amen. She's still full of the Holy Ghost. Amen. She's just as happy as she can be. All she can say is go. Go in there and say, Mama, how you doing? She said, go, 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 go. My son, we found out he's having twins. We went and told my mother. He said, uh, he said, Mama, he said, I'm fixing my wife's fixing to have twins. He said, go, go, go. <laughs> Hallelujah. Stand together. Hallelujah. Don't y'all act shocked that I'm quitting. Church, God will help you through your pain. Church, God will help you through the present trial that you're going through. God will stand with you. There ain't no trial that can turn you back if you get a deep love of God in your heart. If you get a deep love for the Word of God and the connection of the Spirit in your life, there ain't nothing can stop you. I know, I know we've had an election. I know we all live with that little fear in the back of our mind. Where is this all going? What's going to happen? Are we going to end up a socialist country? What's going to happen? Let me tell you, I don't know where it's going, but I'm telling you, I know the God that is in control. It's not Donald Trump. It's not Joe Biden. Amen. I'm telling you, he's in control of this. It's God. It's not the spirit of the Antichrist. It's God. The Bible said, greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. That's speaking of the Antichrist spirit. He said, we've got something greater than he is. So whatever happens, keep shouting on Sunday night. Whatever happens, stay faithful to church. Whatever happens, keep paying your tithes. Whatever happens, keep your integrity with God. Lord bless you tonight. And I held on to the storm is over. I don't claim to be a hero. And I
Praise God. We're so thankful for what the Lord has done in this house tonight. Why don't we all give God praise and glory for what the Lord has done tonight. How many is glad to come to the house of the Lord to praise and worship God? Amen. We're so thankful, so thankful for the word of the Lord tonight. Thank you, Brother Blakely, for the word she shared with us tonight from God. And we're so thankful for these young men that sees their, their need to be baptized in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ for the remission of their sins. Looking forward to what God's going to do in these young men's life. Amen. People say, well, you shouldn't let them get baptized and let them carry on in church at such a young age. I don't believe you can start out too soon living for God. Let's pray together right now. God, we love you today. We ask you, Savior, that you would put your hand upon Kaysen's life today. We ask you, Lord, that you would touch him, lead him, guide him, fill him full of the Holy Ghost. We're thankful for what you have done. We continue to believe and trust in you, God, to lead him, to fill him. In the name of Jesus, everybody said in Jesus' name. Savior, for your goodness. We thank you, Lord, for your mercy. We thank you, Jesus, for the desire that you've placed in this young man's heart to be baptized in your wonderful name, God. We give you the praise for it, the glory for it, and the honor. We pray, Lord, that your hand would be upon him today. In Jesus' name, everybody say, in Jesus' name. Brother Gunner, in the wonderful name of the Lord Jesus Christ, for the remission of his sin. Oh, I've already been to the water, and I've already been baptized. You know, I've already been converted, and I feel I feel all right. Well, I've been saved, and 
younger guys can just make a lap for these two young men that was baptized. Younger, Brad. <laughs> well, I've already been to the water, and I've already been baptized. You know I've already been converted, and I feel, I feel all right. Well, I've been one another in the name of Jesus. Don't forget, go over to the gym. Let's eat and fellowship. Have a great time. Let Brother and Sister Blakely know how much we appreciate them being with us. Church Wednesday night. Lord bless you. You can be dismissed in Jesus' name. All the turkey cookers will be starting at 6 o'clock in the morning.